This is Together 24-7, episode 46. So before we start the episode, Catherine, I wanted to talk to our listeners about what we do that we're together 24-7. People ask us all the time, how are you together 24-7? What do you do? What do we do that doesn't cause me to kill you? And me to kill you. Uh, Not so much that. But seriously, folks, we coach and we help people who want to, couples who want to be together 24-7, who want to create a business with each other because we've been doing it successfully since 2003. And we... We work with you to create a plan. And to come up with rules in your business. To have a division of labor to figure out who does what and where your strengths and weaknesses are. And really important, we teach you how to not to push each other's buttons. So if you'd like to utilize our services, if you're thinking about going into business with your spouse or significant other, if you're exploring what businesses to do, or if you're in business with each other and you need to get to that next level and some personal stuff is getting in the way, let's sit down with you. We do a free consultation and then we can figure out whether or not our services are right for you. So Go to the website or give us a call at 602-399-7430. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Well, welcome to another episode of Together 24-7. I am your co-host, Barry Cohen. I'm under the weather, and the weather's not good. I'm your other co-host, Catherine Cohen. My poor baby has the snifflies. I do have the snifflies, and I'm trying to figure out who to blame for it. Can't blame me. I'm healthy. No, you're healthy. Um, We did visit family, so it's always safest to blame family. We visited them over the weekend, so it's always safest to blame family. There were babies. Babies always get you sick. Babies always get me sick. That's true. Tell us why we're here today, Kat. Uh, We're here to interview two people who are together 24-7, but this is going to be a twist. It is. Come on, baby. Don't sing. I shouldn't Don't ever do that again. Do the twist. Okay. So, yeah. So, this is going to be twisty. Um for 2016 i i think we're i think the theme for 2016 may be a little twisty on the together 24 7 i don't know it just seems that way but anyway i digress which i do very well oh squirrel squirrel so today um we've got tina and david Dietz, and uh they're out of a lot of places because they're they're mobile and i think they're going to talk about that a little bit um but they are married for 17 years. They've got uh, two kids, a son and a daughter, who they are raising in the entrepreneurial lifestyle. Tina is, this is fun, because this, this is me. Um, Tina's parents, she, first of all, she's fourth generation entrepreneur, and David is zero generation entrepreneur, entrepreneurial family. Just a baby. Just a baby in the entrepreneurial world. But um, Tina's parents had a retail store, and they lived upstairs. Quick, who does that remind you of? Oh, 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 you. Right. So my parents had a store. And, um, well, my grandparents lived upstairs with my sisters. And then my brother was down the basement, which may explain a lot about how he is. And then we were in the back of the store. We had a little apartment in the back of the store. We'll have to find out if Tina's parents brought goats through the store to the backyard we'll have to, ask to about, make them for dinner. Right. We'll have to ask about the goats with Tina's parents. Uh, with Yeah, Tina's parents. And if they did that. Um, I think my dad was the only person in New York City to do that. And um, and yeah, so that's, so that's pretty cool. So um, she started answering 
Tina, you started answering the phones at six. No, answering the phones at four, going to the trade shows at six. I started waiting on customers pretty early. Actually, my mom was on the ladder. Um, kind of, I guess, you know, when she went into labor, pulling shoes off the shelves. Um, David loves being a dad and he loves sustainability, which we enjoy sustainability too. Absolutely. But not to the point of doing it for work. So he's gonna go he's gonna be going back to school and completely changing his career. So that's gonna be interesting to talk about. David is the role. Dave is the oh see, this is why I keep saying Dave, because over here it says Dave and Dave, and up here it says David. Okay. So he's the roadie and Tina's the lead singer. So maybe she'll sing for us later. Um, hope it's better than my singing. I, anything is. Um, so, <laughs> it, you know, so it, here's here's going to be an interesting um, dichotomy because Tina is, as, as we said, fourth generation in, you know, being an entrepreneur. That's all she knows. And Dave is learning about the entrepreneurial lifestyle and what it what it takes, the crazy, the level of crazy that it takes to be an entrepreneur. The company name, because I'm going on and on, is Start Something Creative Business Solutions. Uh, they do consulting, training, and coaching. And they've also got a podcast, the Start Something Show, and Small Biz Help for You. We're going to have all these, uh, all these connections on there. But um, Tina, David, tell us a little bit more about uh, you guys. How are the kids? Um, involved in the business with you now, 11 and 9. I think they should be working to earn their their daily keep. And um, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Old enough to, you know, crack the whip. Crack the whip. So tell us. A <laughs> we'll continue until morale improves. Yes. That, that's right. So tell us a little bit about how they're involved and, and the business. You know, it's interesting. Uh, my kids have very, very different personalities. My daughter's nine and our son is 11. And my son... Um, you know, when I was trained as a therapist, they told us up to 60% of your personality is genetic. And I did not really believe that until I had kids. <laughs> and they came out. And I'm like, oh, no, this is this is true. This is super true. And my and this is where um, I realized that, you know, entrepreneurialism can also be very, very genetic. And my son has inherited what we lovingly refer to in our family as the huckster gene. <laughs> um, and my um, my great uh, one of my great grandfathers was a traveling tailor. Oh. And so he's kind of a huckster, you know, going up and down the street, kind of selling his services. My son, uh, around Christmas, uh, right around, he had just turned two. Um, I was in the, in the mall with him and I was returning something to Bath and Body Works because I had gotten a gift and I don't like to smell like a cookie. So I had, uh, it has its pluses and minuses. Yeah, yeah I was just not, <laughs> not into that. And, um, you know, that vanilla body wash is, it's just screams too much stripper to me. So I just, not, <laughs> um, not going to happen. That's so I was exchanging kind of- it. Yeah. Different entrepreneurialism. State and name. <laughs> I handed something to my son to just keep him occupied. You know, he's little. I turn around. Of course, he's gone. And he's standing at the front of the store holding the bottle of lotion above his head. And he's saying, come in, everybody. We have lotion, all different kinds. This smells good. Come in. I'm like, oh, my God. This kid just has it, and he's always been like that. He's a very natural, enthusiastic salesman, and he has that. And I had the same thing when I was a kid, um, and so it just kind of follows through. But either both of them have the kind of, a, a different kind of entrepreneurial spirit. They're very interested in invention and in creating things. And uh, since we live mobile, they're very adaptable. 
they can kind of walk into a room and navigate a room, which was something that was really important to me and to Dave that they be able to do. Yeah. Dave, you want to? Well, one of the one of the things that I've always found interesting is is how they have both picked up on that aspect of things, and that they can walk walk into a situation. Our our daughter, in particular, within a day of being introduced to a new group of people, her speech is about my friends, and she'll name the people, and and she makes friends quickly. She um, and just. It's it's such a pleasure to see, and she is the spitting image of my sister, um, my older sister, and so she and I get along. Tina thinks it's funny because we'll do things, and she's like, "How I, how did you know what she was thinking?" Like I've been around that for a long time, <laughs> uh, the genetic aspect. But uh, so both mentally and so, physically, she's the spitting image of your sister. Yeah, Tina likes to joke that uh, if she ever thought that she was going to have a uh, long-legged. Uh, fair-skinned daughter that she, she would have thought people were crazy. And um, Ev's got long legs and fair skin. And it's, it, she is so much like the, the, the genetic, the, uh, how did I put it? The hawk doesn't fall far from the ham. The, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. But uh, they're both a great mix of both of us. And uh, I think with each coming from different sort of backgrounds, it, it affords them the opportunity to, to have a really diverse upbringing. Yeah, they've already talked about businesses that they might have together, which is pretty cool to listen in on. Uh, Evelyn is much more interested in the invention and design end of things, and Sebastian's much more interested in the sales and customer relations side of things. So there was one, I was walking them to school the one day, and Evelyn said, I, I want to learn how to make medicines out of plants. And Sebastian said, that's a great idea. If you, do, if you make them, I will sell them. And I was very enthusiastic about that idea. <laughs> so they've already to- got their division of labor down pat. Yeah. Yeah, they've 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 they're a great mirror for the two of us. Like if we're struggling with something because uh, we each have uh, Tina and I over the years have kind of come to know what our edges are around what we're good at and like her ability to um dance the high wire in the entrepreneurial frenzy it, it just blows me away. I'm I'm much more of a well I, most of my upbringing was in the traditional nine to five. You get a job, you work for 20 years, but I do come from farming roots. So kind of the original entrepreneurs, you, you're, you're really invested in, <laughs> in what happens because if, if it doesn't work, you don't eat. That's right. Um, and neither do so, any of us. So absolutely. Yeah, and, and, absolutely. And so like I grew up, uh, my parents' house was built in the North pasture of what had been my grandparents' dairy farm. Um, but uh, the the aspects of the two of them being able to like kind of define out what it is that they do and do what they do well and interact in that way, I think is a great reflector for Tina and I. And, and we get a little bit of inspiration out of them from the standpoint of, oh, yeah, that's right. Like play to your strengths. That, like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do what you're good at. So. so now tell us a little bit about, um, you know, start something, creative business solutions and how you guys decided to do this together. Because, Tina, this was originally your baby. It's becoming just your baby again. But 
Um, how how did David become involved? And then, you know, and 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 explain that he is explain to us how he is the roadie and you are the lead singer. <laughs> well, um, throughout my entire career, I've always had many projects going. And if I wasn't, you know, before I had a full time business, I had part time businesses. And um, you know, like many people who are wired as entrepreneurs, you know, it's almost like you can't have a hobby without turning it into a business. Right. It's got to, you know, it's like, oh, this is a great idea. It could be a business idea. So that's always been part of my makeup. And so throughout our entire relationship, Dave has been subject to that. And it was actually in, in the in the earlier years of our relationship, something that, um, you know, he had to get used to that. You know, that's not something that he was used to, you know, in his world. And uh, I remember one point him saying to me, you know, well, next thing you know, we're going to be farming emus in Montana. Idaho. Idaho, excuse me. Get it I, right. Jeez, oh, right? <laughs> and uh, the funny thing was is that, you know, that's actually something people do now. At the time, nobody was emu farming, and now people are actually doing it. So I told him, I said, see, we could have been in at the start of the emu farming craze. Um, it does make that... a great tension breaker, though. When one of us is in the middle of something, it'll just... Somebody will say emus. Emus, yes. Well, in terms of start something, I had a private practice um, as a business coach, and I had stepped off into that full time. And Dave has always been, um, you know, he talked about the entrepreneurial high wire, and so my I'm I'm very much in that entrepreneurial mindset where I've got 15 different projects going on at once. And something that has always really worked in our relationship is Dave's ability to distill my many, many ideas and things that I would want to do, the shiny balls, the squirrels, um, into manageable steps, into more um, an analytical perspective where we could lay it out and then I could go back and take things step by step. So we've been doing that together for pretty much the entirety of our relationship. Um, several years ago, um, we sold our home and sold most of what we owned, and we went mobile. And Dave was um, working in a position at the time as, as well as, you know, assisting me with projects as, as they came up. And we moved to Costa Rica. The whole, you know, we just up and moved to Costa Rica and we've been living a mobile lifestyle ever since. And that's a couple of, you know, several years ago now. So in that process, we became around each other 24 seven. We had both been working at home for a couple of years prior to that. Um, and now we had the kids, we were also homeschooling, which was an incredible adventure to do for a year. And, you know, and so we really were around each other nonstop. It brought us a lot closer together as a family. When I came up with Start Something, it was really out of a desire to have a bigger container for my business. Um, I love people. I love networking. I love connecting the dots. People, I've been called more than once um, if your Italian grandmother was a, an entrepreneur, basically an Italian grandmother in training, because I like to bring people around the table. And uh, so Dave and I, um, Dave had stepped off from corporate and we had thought that, okay, we do these great things together. We have this division of labor. Let's go ahead and now go into this business together. So Start Something Creative Business Solutions is really about taking the coaching work that I was already doing and expanding that out to be able to include um, a larger team, more people's work, more services um, to help people, especially in the realm of uh, leveraging audio 
in business, um, like audiobooks, podcasting. Um, I'm also a voice actor, so I have a lot of background in using audio and uh, as well as the coaching services. So that is really kind of how um, things started to progress into this whole world of um, having more of a company rather than having a solo um, coaching business. Um, so this last year, Dave and I have worked together 24 seven and, and like most entrepreneurial processes, what has come out of that hasn't been what we expected, but it's sure as hell exciting. And, and now typically we would ask at this point what the biggest disagreement is, but this is the disagreement in your business has been, but this is the twist that Catherine was talking about. So I can't sing. No, you cannot. Okay. Can I? Sure. <laughs> Well, no, the question is, can you? Yeah, the question is, can you really? Uh, you can whistle. I can whistle. Um, do you have a bushel basket? I could carry your tune. Um, so what were you saying, Barry? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so the twist. Yeah, the, the, saying, yeah. the, the twist in, in this particular interview that we're doing with you guys, everybody that we've interviewed prior is together 24-7, living together, working together in their business. Tell us about your twist on it. But Dave, why don't you go ahead and talk well, about what happened for you? So what, what we discovered was that um, while doing the, the sort of project layout aspect of things, which I'm kind of steeped in from different job positions and things like that, and could bring that to Tina as, a, as part of our partnership, as part of our marriage, and we've been doing that for quite a long time, and I have an ability to find the thread for something when she's in a uh, creative explosion and draw it out and, and parse it down and all this other stuff turned out that that while a useful skill and is still something we do wasn't exactly the basis upon which I could um, found myself as an entrepreneur. <laughs> it was simply a, a skill that I had. And, um, we tried a number of different things, um, certain tasks, and eventually we came to the agreement, she fired me and I quit, <laughs> I think would be the best way to, to put it. Um, Dean, yes? No? I fired like, you a lot. You yes. fired me a lot. Yes. And I, 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 <laughs> so actually, the breakthrough for us was when um, we, we were having a conversation about it, and it was like, I like took myself out of the business aspect of it was uh, I f was floundering as a, as a contributor <laughs> to the enterprise and it's like, wait a minute, what, what's going on here? So um, we were kind of at odds and, and had our basic um, our, our, our basic lines of communication and what worked for us had broken down in the face of um, the minutiae of the business. So we kind of declared a break to that. And that really opened up a whole bunch of um, other avenues. And, and it, it, it kind of reinvigorated Tina. It reinvigorated, it reinvigorated me. And it's not that I'm gone from the business. You can't be as the spouse of a entrepreneur. You, you, you are married to their business too because it is so much of what they, who they are as a person. Um, 
what it did is it 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 allowed us to kind of re um, retrench. Uh, I think is the wrong word, but just sort of gather ourselves and and proceed and and move forward doing the things that we love and being a contribution to each other as part of our marriage partnership, which then has the bonus of being great for us in the world in what we're doing. So like stepping back from trying to do um, design things on a website and, and like just getting back to say, picking the kids up from school and making dinner. <laughs> While it may seem kind of like, strangely separate um are contributed to contributory in their own right so um i think that was kind of the twist in in things what it, we didn't find that it was like oh this is awesome and let's keep doing this this is like this was killing us in a way so while so, you were going through that through that let's call it a separation from the business did it roll over into your personal lives as well well, there really is no, you're an entrepreneur, there's really not a, um, it's that myth of work-life balance. When you're an entrepreneur, um, it's just there. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it really um, was uh, very disruptive to to our relationship because, you know, here was something that we thought as an ideal, this would work. And of course, you know, me growing up as an entrepreneur, I mean, this is what I saw every day. This is kind <laughs> of like my golden ideal, right? You know, and I was very excited to to bring Dave on, but then to see him, as he would say, and, and forgive it, hopefully this been, you know, get kind of like, you know, you're walking into a, the water on the beach and you kind of get up to that groin area and, you know, the, the cold water hits you and to see Dave kind of have that reaction, that freezing up. Um, and, um, you know, it had really not worked for him to go any deeper into those waters of entrepreneurialism. So we really had to take a look at, okay, in our partnership, still maintaining this idea of, I, I kind of picture, you know, our family is, is you know, almost like a, a pirate crew because I like pirates. Arr. But, uh, arr. um, we're still, the ship is still going forward. All the roles need to be fulfilled. It's a very entrepreneurial mindset we bring to the entire family. But yet Dave is not in the day-to-day -day operations where his role is, has been retrenched, is, is really in, um, again, going back to that whole idea of being a roadie, uh, or in this case, maybe a quartermaster, uh, if we're talking pirates, um, <laughs> That, you know, so that I can focus in on really producing results in the business, he is then taking on a lot of the auxiliary, absolutely necessary roles that allow the business to function. And plus going back to school, changing careers, uh, that that's a time suck also. And that, that doesn't really sound right. Not really a time suck. <laughs> it takes it's, a lot of time takes to a devote lot of time. to changing yeah, directions. There we go. Thank you, yeah. Catherine. That's, that's why I keep I'm you around. For. That's right. <laughs> but, you know, that actually, you know, it, you know, this experience is actually what Dave, you know, he, he, he jumped off into this whole new direction from being part of the business. Right. And I think as entrepreneurs, we sometimes have a hard time comprehending somebody saying, I don't want to work for myself. I, you know, I, I know Catherine and I, we 
are always telling friends and relatives that, you know, if they're looking to change jobs or if they're, you know, for whatever reason got laid off or, and they're looking for work, they always say, well, why don't you just start your own business? To, to us, it's, it's just a natural reaction. And to see other people trying to find a job, I mean, I just don't comprehend that anymore. No. And, and especially in our family, um, when, when one of our family members goes out because we both come from an entrepreneurial family and they go, oh, I can't do this. We just, huh? What? What? Huh? Oh, yeah. This is how you grow Where, up. Whereas, whereas for us, it's like cubicle equals death. Yes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know, that, and I said this a couple of times before, you, you know you're an entrepreneur when you realize you're unemployable. Oh, totally. So that, that's the best part of my life, being unemployable. Because even if whatever we're doing doesn't work, I know I can't go find a job. I have to go and continue doing this or or find another way to rework myself if I have to. And that that has been uh, an aspect of our relationship between Tina and I is that uh, like letting letting her go and do these things is just a natural extension of who she is and our relationship goes back far enough that I've seen what happens when she works for other people and she'll bridle at, at seeing something that isn't being done in the right way or in the best interest of her clients or customers. And I know the level of passion she brings and that can be a problem for people who are in charge. It's like, Oh, Hey, what do we do with this? And there've been, been times where that's just come up. And so it's much easier like, okay, Hey, you know, run with it and run it. I, on the other hand, come from uh, 25, 26 odd years of you know, like going in, punching the clock. And, you know, I, I did tech work for the better part of the last 16 years and after almost 10 years of managing in retail where your job is kind of there. And it was just what I did. And I never thought, oh, hey, I'm going to. I'm going to take this skill set that I have and go do something with it. It was more like, hey, I'm going to go to work today and somebody's going to pay me. <laughs> I enjoy seeing people succeed entrepreneurially. I, I love that. Um, so, but now, you know, I, I get to pursue my passion. She gets to pursue her passion. And it doesn't have to be the same thing. We've always said in our relationship that one of the best things is we're such good friends that we like to see each other succeed. It, it doesn't have to be something that we're doing. Like we don't have to be with each other. It's like, oh, you want to go see this movie? Okay, great. And then hearing about it from that person or going to a, an event or a concert or, or something and, and getting that opportunity to experience their joy in it, even if it's not something that Tina or I would want to do on our own. Um, so, yeah, I don't understand any of that. Doing things separately, I, I just don't get that. What's that all about? Well, and if Catherine it, it, were to go to a movie and then tell me all about it, I'd probably have to strangle her for the spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there are certainly things that we do together, and that's still there. It's not like. But we don't like all the same things. But we don't like all the same things. And I like that about her. And I. 
think she likes that about me. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's hope after 17 years she does. That's right. And uh, yeah. that, I mean, sometimes it does get a little blah, 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 hockey, blah, 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 hockey, but I can live with that. <laughs> right, right. And I think, I, I think every single couple that we've ever interviewed does have their own separate time. I mean, you and I have our own separate time and, and there are separate interests. So yeah, you go do girly things every I now do. and then. And I, do. I do manly things I do. all the time. Yes, all the time, honey. All Very the time. Manly. Very manly. It really does come down to being able to do what we're passionate about. And, and you know, and, and Dave and his passionate about. You know, career path, I have the privilege of having the kind of business that doesn't have a ceiling on it so that we can be mobile, we can move to whatever school he wants to go to to pursue exactly what he wants to do. And here he is now getting to pursue his passion in making a difference and leaving the earth a better place. And to be quite honest, I've already got his book tour planned out. So it's all good. <laughs> Perfect. So now that you guys gave us the twist, you don't work together anymore. You found it didn't work. Tell us some of, you still are together mostly 24 seven. Tell us some of the joys that you do have with being, just being together and enjoying each other. And still helping out in each other's endeavors. Oh, well, I'm, I'm extremely extroverted. So I am we couldn't very attached. Tell. No, you can tell. I know. I'm such a me, quiet, retiring individual. Um, <laughs> for me, it's it's always been a joy of mine to be able to run into another room, and and be like, Dave, 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 Dave. You know, this happened. This happened. This happened. This happened. And just have that immediacy of feedback, or to you know, if I get frustrated, to. Um, we'll both have Skype open at the same time if we're working in opposite areas of the house and I'll pop my Skype and it's like, you available for, you know, a two minute rant or I, you know, can you help me with this? So there's that immediacy of being together and having flexibility that really makes things, um, really, uh, so much easier and so much more comforting in terms of being, being partners. Um, and I'm grateful that Dave does come from this kind of farming background and he spent so much time working with his grandparents on their farm when he was growing up because, um, and that's something that came up in the last year. Like, you know, he realized how much entrepreneurial spirit he did have. It was just coming from a different place and was going to have a different expression rather than the style of business I have, which is very digital where he needs to be more hands-on. And, and now Tell us also, um, because every entrepreneur reads books, what business book could you recommend to our listeners, either one of you, uh, that you found has helped you in in getting through all this? Um, hmm. Teen, I, I would say like Gladwell, just about anything uh, would be useful. Um, I don't know if there's really anything that just points to us as a couple, um, perhaps the five love languages, if you're married to an entrepreneur, <laughs> would yeah, be good. That would be like, really good. Just, just, it's a quick read. It's, it's like a coffee table or not a coffee table, a coffee break type read. You go through it quickly. You take the test at the end, take, do it with your spouse as kind of a fun activity. And you'll probably be reassured and reaffirmed in what you already know about your spouse, but it might give you some tools to be able to um, actually speak to them in a way that they get. Um, so I know how Tina likes to be appreciated. And so being available for her to, to, to celebrate is, I, I take great pride in that. It's like, I'm the first person she's going to come and tell 
about her successes. And at the same time, I'm also going to be the person who is her sounding board, who is her safe space. I know when she comes to me and says, I need to rant, all I need to do is get her communication. I don't know, don't need to fix anything. So we have that level of training. Teen, is there anything that you would... Oh, you know me in books. I'm always inhaling a book. But uh, yeah, you, of the last year, of, other one go. <laughs> of the last year, um, I think the book that had the biggest impact on me was a book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Oh, that was spectacular. And uh, that is really about, um, he wrote um, The Legend of Bagger Vance. And this is a really interesting book to me because the chapters aren't even really chapters. They're almost like one or two pages each, but it's incredibly impactful um, and really talks about moving through resistance um, and how being a professional is about being able to move through and kind of conquer your own resistance to doing the work that you say you want to do. Uh, Because we're so often resistant to those things that we are most passionate about. There's this level of identity or concern or fear that, you know, to, to become artful in business, to become successful, to become more of yourself and express yourself through your business, which is a lot of what, you know, I work with, um, that, you know, you have to work through this resistance and that is the mark of a true professional. So really inspiring. I think I carried that book around with me in my purse for like three months because it was just, uh, I would just open it at random for inspiration. You, you gave me the copy that you had and it became much more dog-eared. I, I took it with <laughs> me on a couple of flights and read it and came back and it, it was actually one of the comments in there that really kind of got our conversation going about what would you do? what is it that you would work at? What is it that, what's your muse? And, um, it, it, while short, it was very impactful. And it, thank you so much for sharing that with me. <laughs> and of, and of course, as always for our listeners, we'll have a link to that book on our show notes. So it'll go right to Amazon. So you'll be able to buy it and enjoy it, get it on your Kindle, get it on paperback, whatever you like, it'll be there. Or audible. We'll try and or, find oh, audible. Audible. Yeah, we could do audible. Um, and, and finally, for the meat of the interview, to close it out, if you could give our listeners one piece of advice, what would it be? Well, specifically to you know this particular audience of folks who are working together, I think the piece of advice that has made the biggest difference for us in having the length and success of relationship that we have is um, to take the time uh, to have unexpected conversations. And ha- basically what I mean by that is have conversations about everything. You know, do not hold back from the conversations that might be uncomfortable or um, weird or left field. Um, you know, if you're going to be in a relationship with somebody and be together 24-7, take the time and risk going there. Um, because it, those conversations that may seem kind of left field or uncomfortable are often the one that bear the most fruit, um, for deepening your relationship and therefore deepening your partnership. That's great advice. Yeah. Catherine, what do you, what do you, what do you have to say next? Well, no, I was going to say about the conversation. It, a lot of our couples are always talking about communication, um, and and having you know open lines of communication all the time because you're 24/7 and you can't be very superficial 
but I think it, it is so important to remember not to not say something, you know, to always, to always say it. I mean, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Well, well, I could get a smack you know, in the head. You could, and you and you have, but you know, really, <laughs> really, what's you know, what is what is the worst that could happen? Because if, if the worst happens, if the absolute worst happens, it was going to happen anyway. You know, I I think it was going to happen anyway. It was like bound to happen. Just it'll happen. Sooner yeah, if, if you later. can't have an honest conversation with your spouse or your significant other, right? There's a problem deeper, right? Or something crazy like like the conversation that Tina and David had, where they went, um, this ain't working. Because if they didn't have that conversation, everything wouldn't be working, I think, at some point. So do you think that they keep switching around the story if one was fired and one one quit? Kind of like who fired first, Han or, or uh, Greedo? Right, right. Yeah, they keep switching the story. Han, fi- sure. Han fired Han first. Han fired first. Thank you, Tina. Okay. Thank you. Just so we're clear. Okay, so <laughs> um, let's jump away from business and right into some fun personal stuff. What is your favorite meal to cook together, or what is your favorite meal at your favorite restaurant? Ooh. We we do we do like we are foodies. Uh-huh. Like, uh huh. We jo- we bought bought each other a cast iron griddle and fry pan as an anniversary gift one year, like as a mutual gift. <laughs> it was clearly the iron anniversary. It yes. was. It was. Uh, like we travel with our own frying pans and spices. <laughs> Like, when when you go when you go with the cast iron that puts your luggage overweight though. Well, well that one that one that behind. Yeah, sadly, I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to to reclaiming that at some point. Um, I I would I would say, hmm, what there well, there are any number of things. So this is a bit holographic to our current situation. Usually, if we're in the kitchen together, we're cooking different things, but toward the same meal. So I think this is kind of holographic towards what we were talking about with the business. So many times I will be in the process of baking something, um, you know, and like a flourless chocolate cake, or I love to bake. And, uh, you know, my daughter and I made these really cool cupcakes with homemade strawberry buttercream and all kinds of good stuff. And Dave will be preparing more like a main dish, like he makes this really, you know, specialty Costa Rican chicken dish that we all love. Um, or um, he makes this really wonderful uh, mushroom cacciatore. Um, and, but we'll, so we'd be cooking different things, but in the same place. And there's almost, and pretty much always, always music. So we're kind of dancing always. around each other in the kitchen. So that would probably be how that, how that plays out. That sounds like such fun. And our our last question before we go to commercial is, or break or whatever, um, our last question for you both is red, white, or beer? Whatever's open. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> does, that, does that work? It works for you. Work, yeah, absolutely. And Tina, which do you prefer? Oh man, uh, coffee. Um, <laughs> tea. You would be tea. No, uh, I think if I was chosen between those three, I, I'd probably. God, it depends on the meal. Um, sweet white. I'd probably. I don't drink sweet whites. How dare you? How dare you? I probably would be a white, but it would not be a sweet white. Thank you very much. <laughs> a drier, crisper, slightly fruity on white. Oak. Yes. On, on oak, sure a Gewurzer A Gewurzer That's a great white. That's that's great when the temperature goes up. Uh, you just chill that, and it's fabulous. I'm not allowed to have that. 
because I can't pronounce it. So let's go ahead on that note. Let's go ahead and take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. We know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, together 24-7 listeners can get a free audiobook. That's a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together. Listeners, you have a business. You need a website. There are a million choices out there. So where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com. Unless you're driving, then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. Well, and we're back. And Catherine, let's talk about the pet peeve of the day. So Tina's got a really cool pet peeve. And once she mentioned it, I was like, oh, yeah. So Tina, tell us a little bit about your pet peeve today. Oh, this is the business pet peeve. Um, This has to do with... um, the coaching industry specifically. So, you know, I've been coaching for 10 years and what has been just drives me nuts is how much the coaching industry has come to resemble the fitness industry. And I mean, and I love infomercials. I cut my teeth on infomercials and demonstrations of Ginsu knives, right? I love that stuff. But what drives me nuts is how you can basically take coaching marketing speak, you know, make $100,000 in the next six months. And you can overlay that right on top of a sales pitch for weight loss and say, lose 20 pounds in 30 days. And neither of them work. And it's just gotten absolutely out of hand as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, that drives me nuts. So is it make $100,000 in the next six months, I will coach you to that? Just like lose 20 pounds in the next 30 days, I will help you do that? Yeah, it's basically the same conversation. And in our heart of hearts, we know it doesn't work. It does not work that way. And and if it does work, then you're probably going to kill yourself in the process or something of that nature. Absolutely. If you don't eat, you know, or if you win lotto. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, let me show you how to, you know, strategically buy the right lottery tickets to up your chances of getting the right scratch off. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. You you might as well just have, you might as well, you might as well go buy a bunch of scratch off tickets if you think that's going to work. It might. (laughs) (laughs) Or it might not. So, so Tina and David, thank you so much for um, sharing your journey with us. It's a different journey. You started the 24-7 you as as far as one business goes and and while David is supporting you it's not it's not a business partnership and you knew when to get out before it ruined the marriage and and that's a lot of good information for our members 
you got you can find uh, Tina and David at the startsomethingshow.com. They do uh, Tina does have a podcast, um, small business help for you at gmail.com. And all of this is going to be on their show notes. So, David, Tina, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. Oh, it was our pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. And we'll see everyone next time. Bye. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net. Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors' links as well. Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net. And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.